biggest thing is the ability to make an impact. From that moment onwards, we moved from being a brand that advertised to a brand that communicated. We collaborate with our clients and over time we try and get them to fire us. You must have to have really difficult conversations. I want to see no office wall. I want to see everything covered in ideas. There's so much data available that you can kind of get dazzled by it. And I have What the hell are you doing? <laughs> Hello, my name is Katie Sando and welcome to the Marketing Forum podcast, where we learn about the professional world of brilliant marketers, communicators and creatives. In this episode, I am joined by the wonderful Crystal Carter, Senior Digital Strategist at Optics Solutions. Crystal is an absolute font of knowledge on digital strategy. She shares with us insights on loads of things, covering things like funnel marketing, being there for customers at varying stages of the buying process the value of not building your brand on rented land and being able to come up with ideas when things don't go the way you expect. Absolutely love talking to Crystal. We can learn so much for her and I really hope you enjoy this episode. So um, thank you very much for joining us. So you are digital strategist, am I right, at Optic Solutions? Yeah, I'm a senior digital strategist at Optic Solutions. I've been there for a few years now um, and I've been online since like 92 <laughs> and stuff. I think that the um, the Telegraph recently posted something about geriatric millennials. I don't know about the geriatric term, but um, but yeah, I'm an I'm an elder millennial um, and and things, and I and I've been online for the, the yeah um, probably since I was about seven or something. And and I remember being at university and spending all my time on the internet. Um, and people telling me that it wasn't what, what I should be doing with my time. <laughs> and now it's what I do for my job. Um, yeah. so all of the, all of those things, um, so all of those things sort of come to, come to bear. And yeah, I've been, I've been there for, for a little while and I do digital strategies for, for, um, for clients and SEO and I help, um, to help them to essentially make the most of their online presence. Mm, cool. Do you sometimes look back at the stuff that used to happen on the internet with a sense of nostalgia? Because that's what I find. <laughs> I think so, sometimes. I think what was it? One one thing that was interesting was I was talking to I was talking to Thomas Haynes, um, uh, our our head of digital, about how um, how back in the day people pe- before before people started having Facebook pages like properly, people would have like name, um, sorry. Uh, last name uh, head pub, and then like and it would be like, um, and they'd sort of people would sort of pretend they were they were a person and they were actually a pub, and then and then Facebook had to sort of go through that, and I remember transitioning all those pages um, oh, really? when when that, when that happened, for instance. So so yeah, it's very interesting. But I think one of the things I I found um, I, I looked at was way 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 back in the day, um, uh, like in the sort of early two thousands, like before smartphones were even a thing you know, people were on dial up and everything. And I just wanted, and we would wait for so long for the pages to load. But what were we even looking at? There were hardly even any pages. If you think about what's online now. I know. <laughs> I know. So like, I always wonder, I used to, there used to be, um, we had a, you know, way back in the day, we, on our, I think, you know, windows, I think um, I used to go on like an encyclopedia that was online. And for some reason, and this was back in the days of like MSN chat rooms were like the only oh. thing. But how did I even discover them? <laughs> like who told me that that was a good idea? 
<laughs> yeah, I remember AOL chat rooms. The, 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 oh, yeah. AOL and, and what was it? Yeah, AOL, the AOL chat. I can't remember people be like, And they oh, used to have like AOL? administrators in there as well, didn't they? That used to kick people out. What a job. <laughs> like, and who and now it's Facebook guys? groups. <laughs> exactly. I'm talking of Facebook and you saying about the people used to name their pages wrong. I remember that when Facebook first came out, a friend of mine thought it was specific to his university and that it was his university that had Facebook. And so then when his sister was like, I'm on Facebook and he was like, how can you be? You're not at the university. (laughs) And that's how like little understood a lot of this stuff was, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 It's evolved. And I think that, and I think that like, you know, uh, um, one of the things that's really interesting though is is if if as an, as you get experience as a marketer and as you and as you um you know uh go through more of these sort of like platform introductions and and you know early adopters and how people use them and how people how how different platforms evolve you sort of learn the sort of um this the sequence of events the yeah. sequence of events is almost always the same regardless mm. as to which platform you're on so you have sort of early adopters who are really keen and really interested and and people who are like what are you talking about what is this thing mm. and then and then and then after a while you there's a sort of groundswell so like so for instance you saw the same with Instagram there are a lot of people who got who got in early on Instagram and in those early early days the um the engagement is a lot easier to get yeah so so they haven't they haven't adjusted the algorithm yet to make it competitive they're they just want to get lots of people on the platform so if you're on there if you're if you're on on a platform early it's easy to get to get um to get followers to get interactions et cetera et cetera and then as the platform develops and grows it gets more difficult to get an engagement um and the the algorithms get more sophisticated more features get get added and all that sort of stuff so um, and that's the same with TikTok. That's the same with Instagram. That's the same with um, with Clubhouse, with um, mm. you know Twitter Spaces, all that sort of stuff. And as and and so, well, well, you know, sometimes I, I sound like an old lady of the internet. <laughs> um, uh, I think sometimes when you're when you see when you see how these things these things evolve, they always evolve in a, in a very similar way. So it's it's very yeah. interesting and very useful to pay attention to it um, saw, as, you, um, as you go along. I saw a thing the other day that was talking about Clubhouse because it's. Hmm, it was talking about the fact that there's like two two strategies you can really use when it comes to things like um, those kinds of new platforms. Mm. You can either allow the youth and the early adopters to grow it, or you can use celebrities and people with big platforms to grow it, like, for example, the Kardashians or Jenners. Right. And um, they were basically saying that the only way that they believe there to be longevity of a platform is if they let early adopters, so the youth, grow it. And they, mm. they were saying that the issue with Clubhouse is that they haven't done that because it's not the youth that are like, this is so cool. It's like your 40 year old. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so they were basically saying, and I don't know if you've seen the figures, but Clubhouse has massively fallen off a cliff. Right. Well, Twitter Spaces has, has evolved and like Twitter Spaces is way, Twitter's, everybody's already got Twitter. It takes like, it takes seconds to, to, um, to just add a Twitter space, Twitter Spaces thing. Um, and it, and when Twitter added their fleets thing, which I'm still like, what? what is the point of fleets um and they're not they're not any good like instagram stories are good the um like twitter fleets are lame but um, but but the but that that bar at the top the notification thing like i see see all of those those and it's just really it's just really easy it's really easy you can see who's on you can you can log in you can log off you don't have to like get a you don't have to get um uh an invite from someone um that's that sort of thing Mm -hmm. and i think also um so I think that they've got they've got competition there that that's that's uh, made it a challenge. Um, 
And so, so yeah. And I think that, that Twitter, Twitter, oh, sorry, Twitter spaces has also has the, the advantage of like going straight in on Android and iOS, which Clubhouse yeah. was on iOS for a while. But I, to be honest, I think they left it too long. There were too many people who were, who were, um, on Android and people yeah. I kept getting invites people going oh same I'm exactly the same people were sending them to me and I was like sorry darling I'm on Android <laughs> yeah right like I'm not gonna spend yeah like you know a thousand yeah. pounds on a new phone like people who were like digging out old iPads so they could get get involved so yeah I think it's I think Clubhouse is, a, is an interesting platform and I think there's loads of people that I know that really really love it um, I think though, I, I think also it's just, it's just evolving. I think this space is evolving. I think the audio social space is really interesting. Yeah. Um, and I think it's interesting to be able to have those conversations with so many people, um, at, a, uh, at once, um, and to be able to react to certain things. So I think I, there was, um, there was a volcano in the, in the Caribbean and, um, and I found out about that through Twitter spaces. There were, there was like a volcanologist or whatever, okay. um, and talking to, to, talking to someone else. And I was like, oh, wow, people are talking talking about volcanoes here this this is interesting <laughs> yeah it is I, I definitely think you, it's so hard isn't it because if I were to have sat down like sort of a year ago and been like okay where do I think there's opportunities for right. uh, a new platform to evolve in a different space I don't think I would have been like nobody's doing audio <laughs> right right and yet it's interesting that people, and I do think it's fraught with danger because how many of us really want to sit on to a self-appointed, just having a chat on a Friday night or something, you know, I think, yeah. you know, and that's the difficulty. It's, 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 where does it sit? Does it sit within community? Does it sit within expertise? Does it sit within, mm. but anyway, I think it's interesting where it's going to, where it's going to go. Still haven't yeah. had any personal experience of it because I'm still on Android. So <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll have to invite you to a Twitter space. I've been thinking of having a go and I might just call it, I'm trying Twitter spaces. <laughs> Anybody else want to try it with me and see what yeah, happens? This um, is a giant <laughs> experiment. Um, right. yeah, I'm up for that. We can club away Fantastic. from Android and um, with Android rather. Exactly. Talk to me about digital strategy. So the kind of work that you're normally doing are you doing a lot of work where you're looking at what companies are doing already? Are you helping them kind of reshape something or are you tend to be building from scratch? Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so basically when, so we have a, we have a, a service that we offer, which is, which is a digital strategy. And essentially we will look at every different part of a business's digital, um, digital presence. So, We'll look at your website. We'll look at your social. We'll look at your the reviews that you're getting from different people. We'll look at the technical SEO. We'll look at um, you know how how you're um, how you're getting involved with uh, you know sort of listings and local SEO and, and all all of that sort of stuff um, and advertising as well and how how your advertising is doing. So you know I've, I've I end up writing sort of you know hundred page tomes on on uh, on one business or another and so so. Um, you know, I, I I had a health recruiter and I was like an expert on this health recruiter and the health recruiter business, for instance. And then I had another one who was like, um, who was uh, an online um, like event service. And, and so same, same as that. And it's, and it, one of the things that's good about it is that it allows you to get a complete overview of how everything is connected from a marketer's point of view, from my perspective, it's given me a very, a very 
well-rounded understanding of the interconnectivity of all of our digital act of all of our digital work. So um, a lot of marketers are, are siloed. Um, and again, a shout out to Thomas Haynes, um, but he's he's always very much like we should all like, you know, understand, have an understanding of everything. And obviously people will have specialisms, people have things that, that they're, that they're, um, that they're particularly um, uh, good at. I'm, I'm, I'm particularly interested in, in technical SEO, I'm particularly interested in SEO, but I'm a marketer first. So, um, so what's important is that you, like for instance, so your social should work with your website. Your website should work for your social. So for instance, one of the things we often see is people will have, will spend a lot of money and a lot of time and a lot of effort on Facebook, for instance, and they'll spend a lot of time trying to get people to come to their, to their website or whatever. And their website is where the conversion actually happens. So like that's where people buy the thing or that's where people fill in the lead generation form or that's where people download the, you know, whatever, the whatever. Um, and and people don't always understand the connection, like the, the, the ways that you need to make sure that your website can connect to Facebook. Face, connecting from Facebook into your website, for instance, um, they have their own um, in-app browser. It is incredibly slow. Um, Facebook traffic is almost is like 99% mobile. So if your site isn't optimized for mobile, then essentially you're spending a lot of time, effort and money sending people to a website that people can't actually get onto. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, and if your server isn't configured, I've seen other people who are like, yeah, let's do a Facebook campaign. I was like, well, the last time we did a Facebook campaign for you, the server completely crashed. So you did lots of money, lots of money and lots of time and effort on that particular thing, but your server wasn't, it wasn't up to scratch. So there are things that you can do to make sure that, that that's working well. Um, and, and yeah, there's lots of different things, but basically they all work in, in tangent with each other. The, your user is engaging with you on multiple channels, multiple platforms. So um, we think of, we think of um, digital from a sort of SEO first point of view, like your, again, your, your website is your HQ. That is, you know, there's a, there's a, 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 a saying um, that uh, Simon Swan uh, is famous for saying, um, which is, um, you know, don't build your brand on rented land. Your, your website is like, is your HQ, right? Facebook will change its algorithm. Instagram will change its algorithm. YouTube mm. will, will, you know, change how they're doing this, that, or the other. Um, Google changes around different things. But your website is your website. That's your bit of property on the internet. That's what, that's what you control. Um, so you need to make sure that it, that it works for all of your different channels. And your, your, your clients, your potential clients, are going to engage with you in all of, all of the different ways, but you need to make sure that that when they get to the website and their journey through mm. the website, their journey journey to finding you um, is consistent and is of, is of good quality. And and that's that's sort of what we do. Um, when I think about um, when when we think about other things we do for clients, you know, we're we're a very dynamic team, so we um, so you know we work with what the clients need. So we have a client who wanted to do some video. Um, we have a video studio, so we did them did them some videos, very high quality and very good. Worked really well with their with their Facebook campaign that they wanted to do. Um, I had another client who um, who uh, we did their monthly report, and I was like, "Oh, we had the best month for conversions ever." They were like, "Oh, really? It didn't it didn't feel like we had a lot of conversions." I was like, "Well, I mean, it says that you had a lot of conversions. I mean, were they spam or were they whatever?" And they were like, "Oh." I don't know. Was so and so on holiday? And I was like, oh, okay, right. <laughs> so, so then we had to look at. So then we had to look at their their um 
their conversion funnel. So basically, like what happens after we get the conversion and how do we make sure that, that it actually goes through to a place that, that is useful for the business? Because, you know, we're not just well, you know, we're not just doing doing this for the sake yeah. of it. Like it's not you know, we're, it's not Candy Crush. We're not just collecting <laughs> points. Right. So. Um, so what we want is we want to make sure that we that that it's working. So we so we had a look at their whole their whole thing, and we were like, you need this CRM. This mm. will work really well for you. And that and they, you know they're flying now. Um, so so we don't really work on a sort of cookie cutter basis. We mm. work on exactly what the client needs in order to make sure that they win at the internet. That's essentially yeah. like what we're trying to do. And to be honest, I do think like it has to be like that, doesn't it really, to be effective? Like it has to be bespoke and it has to be dynamic because everybody's business has different needs everybody have has got different strengths within what they've set up what what content they might have etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah and, and their just, team dynamics like what they've got in their team yeah and I, I personally I massively believe that I think that experiences marketing is really important but I don't believe in a cut and paste approach at all mm-hmm. because I think it makes a real difference, the culture of the business that you're in, what's going to work well as a marketer and how you're going to generate leads. And I think like the, what skills the team has, it, you can't go in and say this worked last time. It's going to work here. Mm-hmm. You have to mm-hmm. be able to read like a holistic situation. Yeah. Um, and I think it's the same, like what you're saying, like with a digital presence, you, it's about that kind of bespoking yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. And I think that, and and so when we when we talk to clients, like yeah, we we look at, at their at all of the all of those sorts of things to try to make sure that we got a, the right fit for for them. So um, I think we discussed before, like for, like if you think about social media, for instance, like if you don't have a lot of time, if you don't have a lot of time to be like to be like going back and forth talking to people all the time, then you might just want to set up like an automated feed that's like an automated feed for your blog or something. If you're, yeah. if you've got loads of, loads of really good photography, then there's going to be a whole different set of SEO stuff that you can do and social stuff that you can do and outreach stuff that you can do. Um, and if you've, if you've got, if you've got um, certain products, then, then, you know, that's going to be another, another thing for you, depending on what platform you're on, there's certain things that you can do. Um, so, so all of these things are, are really important. And yeah, I, I agree. Um, and experience is really good. Sometimes, sometimes the, the thing, the thing with digital, um, obviously, experience is brilliant and and useful and important and, and great. Um, we are also like working on shifting sands all the time. So our our um, the the space in which we're working is constantly evolving and changing. Google's constantly making up algorithm updates. Um, you know, all of the other platforms are constantly making algorithm updates. If you think about platforms like Facebook Business Manager. Um, if you log in one week and take a week off and log back in, they could have changed the entire I interface. <laughs> I feel like they do that just to mess with everyone. I don't know. I don't know. I know. Um, so it's really important to sort of keep keep um, keep on top of those things, um, so that so that you can get the best performance. Yeah, and also and also so that you're not um, so that you're not wasting money. Yeah, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of things uh, you know you know people are like oh I served this ad and it and it made you know only and it got this many impressions and that many likes and like and how much money did it make? yeah <laughs> um and it's and it's really just important like like the the actual ROIs you it's important to know your ROIs and, and your KPIs yeah. um so so that you know if it's actually effective um we always for an SEO 
perspective, it's always important to to track your changes and to and to test your changes. So we generally have a sort of brief, briefing in the information, um, you know, planning what we're going to do, te- um, implementing it, and then testing it within the next sort of little while. Because sometimes you need to roll it back. Sometimes, like, you yeah. think this is going to be a great optimization. And you look at it and you're like, oh, actually, this has gone, you know, this hasn't worked the way we expected it to. Or, um, or okay, this is pretty good, but we should actually add this in, that sort of thing. Um, or, you know, like if I think about, I talk a lot about schema markup. I'm a big fan of schema markup and structured data. And um, and there's there was one client that I had where, you know, we'd implemented the the important schema data schema markup um, for their particular niche. So they're a recruiter and we added in the recruitment um, things and that got them onto Google for jobs, which was great. But I wasn't seeing the exact the impressions that I exactly wanted. And I, so I so I did another another round of, of optimizations where we added in breadcrumbs, for instance, and breadcrumb schema to, to the site. And we saw a massive uplift in, in impressions um, as as expected. And, and you know, all the all green arrows, which is what I aim for. Um, so so um so yeah, I think it's it's just important to to follow you know to evidence and to to track what you're doing to make sure that you're getting getting the impact you want. Because it's so difficult to stay up to date. So mm-hmm. a lot of um, a lot of I think particularly in the sort of southwest region, a lot of us are working in micro medium sized businesses, maybe large. So marketing teams are small. Yeah, and there are um, you know there are you are sometimes a marketing manager with no team you're managing processes you're not managing people for example yeah in that instance in my view I always think digital is one of the better things so not all digital I'm not saying like hand over the reins to your website sort of thing but right. I mean, so so a lot of digital outreach I think if you don't outsource it then you, the problem that you've got is how do you stay up to date because you're also dealing with all the flying parts and the politics of being inside a business etc right would you agree with that? Or do you think, I mean, obviously it depends on the circumstances, but in the main, how could you stay up to date in a small marketing team? Right. So, so this is, so this is a challenge that I faced as well. So, so um, in my career, I've worked in various different organizations. I worked for the, for um, the city council. I worked for, um, for a, a multinational corporation. I've worked for, um, for a smaller multinational corporation. I worked for, for, you know, a sort of very small business where literally like my manager, um, I was working in the, the sort of the office, uh, the home office sort of space of my manager and her, her husband did the accounts and they, they had their job was our other, other, I mean, it was a, it was a wonderful job. I, I really enjoyed it. And, and, you know, we were, we were working, um, with clients all over the world, yeah. but like the office was, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was exactly. We had lovely lunches. They started so having a um, dispute. You'd just be like, "I'm just going to use the bathroom a second <laughs> and drive home." Um. <laughs> so yeah, so I've worked in various different spaces, and in and in those spaces, it can be it can be a challenge as a marketer because sometimes because marketing can be sort of sort of. Um, it can it can be the hero. It can also be the villain. Sometimes, so people go, "Oh, that thing went great," and you know, and and you go, "Yeah, that was the marketing." And they go, "No, it was sales." And you go, "Well, no, it was the marketing. Really, we did this thing. It was really good." Or if they, or they say, "Oh, the thing's not working. Oh, it must be the marketing." The marketing. I know. So these oh things, these things, things can sometimes be a challenge for for marketers. Um, um, which again, which is the reason why it's really really important to be able to evidence what you've done. Mm. Um, but with regards to keeping up to date, I would say like get into networks. So the network that you've got is really really great. 
um, other things like, um, and then, and then, and also there's Facebook groups and stuff that are really, yeah. really valuable and, um, and Twitter groups and, and, um, LinkedIn groups. Um, so I'm in a Southwest women in business group. Um, I'm in women in technical SEO. Um, I, there's also like, for instance, if you're in word, if you do WordPress, um, then they're like Elementor and Builder Beaver, which are both like WordPress themes. Um, they have their own Facebook groups. There's also like a social media, I think there's like a social media manager's Facebook group, things, things like that. But like get in those groups um, and, and, and get involved because they're, because you can ask questions and you can get help. And also, and also you can sort of get support when you're, when you're having challenges or if you don't know how to present the evidence, for instance, mm-hmm. of the, of the different thing that you did. Um, and, and those, and also you can sort of be ahead of trends because sometimes if you're on your own, it's difficult to tell, you know, if, um, if the, the, the impact of your like Facebook organic has gone down and you don't know why, or the, or, or, um, or, you know, suddenly you've seen a surge in, in like traffic from a certain, a certain uh, thing, or suddenly, um, you know, uh, uh, there's, or, or you're not, not quite sure how to do it, how to deal with this like new, new um feature on instagram or whatever it may be or even even things with print marketing you know if you're trying to figure out like should i advertise with these people or should i advertise with those people um you can go on these on these forums and like sometimes there'll be somebody who's already beat you to the punch and they're going what is what is this thing that i keep seeing and um and you know you can have that have those discussions and i and i i think it's it's been incredibly useful for me to be to be involved with with these um with these things um and and it helps you to to accelerate your learning and also helps you to to do a better job for your team so Mm -hmm. um so yeah and I also um I've recently so this this is my sort of rookie year as a sort of conference speaker and I've been had the pleasure of speaking at quite a lot of um really really good conferences um um uh, across the UK and in the in the U.S. as well um, well, virtually in the U.S., nobody's flown me to Chicago or anything. Um, time, yeah. <laughs> and um, and it's really, really good to go to those events and to hear from different marketers and engage with different yeah. marketers. Um, because every single time I go to one of those events, I've learned something new. Yeah. And um, and you know, there's there's other virtual events. So Google I/O is this week, and I've I went to that and um, I picked up a bunch of tips from there. I've got a friend who is building a new um. She's building uh, a new app and they were going to do it as a traditional app, but she's decided to do it as a progressive web app. And um, I went to Google IO and they have this sort of of like sort of video game style conference co-space. So you can sort of wander around with your little like Sims sort of avatar person. And I literally sat at this thing and I was like, hey, there are Google developers like can we put the can we put a progressive web app in the app store and they were like yes and I was like great and so I told my friend I was like did you know that you can do this because I literally just asked Google um can you do can we do this and so I think that um you know if you've got if you've got a particular platform that you're using or your particular tools that you're using get involved with those things so Shopify for instance has um has loads of Shopify training Mm. and they've got they've got their Shopify forum which is really really HubSpot have got their own forum exactly HubSpot have their own forums they've got their own they've got their own training they've got they've got meetups they have all of those sorts of things if you're using those tools get involved with other people that are using those tools and and you can dip in and out of it like you know 
let me make sure that you've got that you that you know you've got your you've got your toe in the water at least so yeah. that so that if you do run into any sort of challenges you you know where to go yeah definitely I'm a massively massive believer in the informal learning process mm. and you know and having the, that network around you because in the main marketing comms digital people we're pretty friendly folk like we'll help each out each other out won't we yeah 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 absolutely you'll get an invoice <laughs> afterwards but it'll come across as nice at the time um I really want to pick up on your point as well about marketers being the villain in businesses oh. <laughs> because absolutely so even this week I had a conversation actually with a client of mine where um they said to me something like I can't remember what we were talking about and they just said um something about like oh sorry that there was this difficult conversation and I just said oh my god I didn't even notice like I didn't think <laughs> it was a difficult conversation and I just said absolutely I think most marketers are accustomed now within a business or an organization particularly sort of in-house as opposed to like agency side whereby operational people or whatever you know leadership people a group of people will always be what are marketing and sales doing about this? What are marketing doing? Like, where, where are marketing in this? I, I think we're accustomed to being, I mean, you said about being the hero. I haven't really been inside an organization where marketing is the hero. Um, <laughs> but mostly, you know, it's seen as a challenge. It's seen as difficult. It's seen as responsible, solely responsible for lead generation and um awareness and you know and I think that it's a we have a brand issue with marketing and we need to do a big education piece um but yeah I definitely I'll tell you I'll tell you a thing that I learned and this is this is a nugget you can quote me on this <laughs> in marketing in marketing the, the the like making a mistake is not a crime running out of ideas is yeah. a crime that's that's the issue so so like challenges will happen all the time, right? So you'll 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 have a campaign and like it might go, it might like it might you know have an issue or whatever. Um, uh, it might might be fantastic or whatever. But what what I found like um is is that like if something if something doesn't go the way you expect it to do to go, what's really important is to have a plan and to have a next a next yeah. approach. So if you if you and 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 you know I've I've been working in marketing for a while, um, and I love marketing and I love you know like the the the, I love, you know, getting, getting the, you know, getting the result that you, that you planned. And I love, I love seeing how, how, how things, things um, respond to different campaigns and all that sort of stuff. and love all of that. But what, what, but yeah, sometimes people are, people have questions for you and they say, yeah. well, why is this? And what, what about this? And how come this is, blah, blah, blah. and you know, and, P, and people have, and rightfully so, because marketing can be very expensive. Like you can drop thousands um, uh, and, and sometimes get like NAFL back yeah. <laughs> and I've seen I've seen that happen people are like oh yeah we run this print campaign we got two leads and you're like um yeah. <laughs> okay um so oh, so God, so what's but what's but what's really important is that you have a next step and that you yeah. think, and and that you can and and that you're able to to give um to give it an, another idea if, and if you and if somebody comes to you and they go well how come this and what didn't happen and that sort of thing and you don't have an answer that's when you're in trouble. Yeah. Um, and if you don't have a next step idea, so, so somebody says, well, how come we didn't get any, any, um, any information for the, for, you know, any leads for that, that print campaign or whatever it is, then it's really important to, to think about um, what, you know, to, to, and it's okay also, I've found to say it, like, I need to compare the information. So like, there's a lot of wheels with the wheels. 
I need, let me, let me have a look at the different data. So like learning how to interpret data is super important. So mm-hmm. important, especially now because there's so many data sets coming in from so many different, different um, uh, signals and things. You've got your onsite signals, your offsite signals and the things that you're, that you're, um, that, that, you know, the people you've paid to advertise with or email with or whatever are telling you and what you can see in your actual analytics. I know. Um, <laughs> cheekily being like 500,000 people reached and you're like that's interesting and like (laughs) but I also think for me like another element of it as well is considering that your in-house team as another audience and just Mm. being like you know what I do have a role here in educating Mm. in making sure you know you were talking about it before weren't you about this connection between everything and not Mm. being siloed and I think mm. that's important as well. Like you have to um, educate and uh, um, consult, I guess, in a way with the yeah. broader team. So you can say, you know, this is what we're doing. This is why it's really important that ops is part of that and that the delivery yeah. is consistent with what we're saying. And this is where yeah. it went wrong and it was your fault. I wouldn't go that far as to say it's your fault. But, but. <laughs> I do that sometimes. <laughs> But I think I think though that that yeah. So and and also from a and also these things are these things are like if you think about ops and you think about sales and you think about customer service, all of these things are really really important for websites at the moment yeah. and digital at the moment. So 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 for instance, on Google Ads um, for shopping, you can now put like your shipping time. So if your shipping team is like is yeah. is like off the charts and they're like, we can do this next day. Like that is a marketing selling yeah. point. That's huge. And I think that what's what's really important is to be able to celebrate that, that within the team and, and to explain to them that like this is what you guys are doing, like this great, like yeah. this great work it's that you're doing. Difference. Yeah. It's making a difference and is really valuable. So you can put that in your shipping information for Google Merchant. You can put that in your in your um, you know, on your website as like and you know, as a banner, like we do next day shipping, we ship worldwide, like that that sort of thing. Um and and you know if you think about um, if you think about someone like Amazon, one of the reasons why people love Amazon is because you can order it on, on Tuesday and have it on Wednesday. So like you can be that person that forgot your friend's birthday um, until tomorrow, and you can still be the hero. Like these these are the things that that, that make make a difference. And like with sales, for instance, sales spend a lot of time talking to customers about that and explaining all the things and answering lots of questions. Well. You can help them with, you can put the stuff on the website so that people have a question, it's all on the website. And so, so I think that what's really important is to make sure that you're adding customer value to customers, but also to your, to your team. So, yeah. um, and that, and that's more and more. So Google has something called, um, uh, uh, um, something that within their quality radar guidelines called expertise, authority, and trust, or sorry, EAT, expertise, authority, authoritativeness, and trustworthiness. So expertise is that you know what you're talking about, like, you know, you, you can demonstrate that with good blogs, good product information, um, all of that sort of stuff. Authority is that, like, you are verified by other people. So, like, so, you know, you know, your quality assessment team that spend all that time getting, like, you know, getting that that award or that iOS uh, certificate or that, um, you know, that that certification for that particular, uh, you know, product or whatever it is. Thank you guys. Like, thank you so much. That's really, really useful. Thank you for that information. Um, you know, you can do that as, and so when you're bringing yeah. that, when you're, when you're connecting with them and saying, thank you, I value what you're doing and that we, we can use this as a marketing selling point. Google are paying attention to that. Um, ad- additionally, trustworthiness, like if your customer service team are 
on a bear, like say you're a tourist business and your customer service are on Trip, TripAdvisor and they're replying to customers and they're like, thank you for your feedback, blah, 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 blah. And they're working hard doing all of that stuff. That's really good yeah. for your for your website and for your SEO. So again, like thank them for that and things. I'm a big fan of like just overthanking people for everything they do. Yeah. Um, and but like, I think you're right though because it does it ties in, and that's I think what's really important is it at the where it goes wrong is where there's this divide between. And I always have to say this is that like we can't just add marketing and sales onto the side of your company like a. <laughs> like a boil that nobody wanted you know if we do not integrate the two and we you know sales for example like you need technical people to be able to deliver sales because they you need people want people with knowledge about what their question is for example mm-hmm. you know and I think you know it's exactly that isn't it it's demonstrating that integration and yeah it's thanking people but it's also getting them to see the connection between what they are doing and us getting new customers for them yeah so when I, and also I think, um, and I think, and I think also like rec- in recognizing them and making sure that they understand why they're being recognized. So like mm. I had one, one, one team that I worked with. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, not, I'm tempted to put, I'm not sure if I should put this on a podcast, but there we go. I used to work at Exeter city council as, at the parks <laughs> department. Um, and when I arrived there, I was like, I don't know, 25 or 24 or something like that. And I was just like loud American girl, um at this you know working with a bunch of gardeners and Exeter is pretty like they're quite I don't know when I say conservative I don't mean that politically but I mean like as Exeter in itself is quite conservative isn't it well no I wouldn't say I think Devon in some Devon in some ways is the Exeter Exeter is quite um Exeter's yeah, Exeter is actually like there's a lot of there's with the university and with the with the with the, um, yeah, and with the hospital and things. There's quite a lot of in, um, input from lots of different people from around the world. So, um, so yeah, Exeter is an interesting place um, uh, and things. And I love Exeter and Devon both. Um, but but a, a lot of the the gardeners that I was working with, you know, they've been working there for like 20, 30 years, like some of them longer. Um, and and you know, they they were not interested in lots of new ideas from this random American girl. Um, and things. And so, so I had to build, I had to build their trust. And one of the ways I did that was I looked around and they, and they were like, oh, I've been here for this lot, you know, for 20, 30 years, I've been cutting grass since before they had this, that, and the other. And, and I was like, great. So I looked around and it turns out the Devon County show had a, had a, an award for people who'd been working in horticulture for more than 20 years. And I was like, guess what? I've got 30 of those guys. Um, so I got them all awards and like, and they, and they, and, um, and you know, they got all dressed up and they went to meet the, oh, the, the diocese of the, of the cathedral and they were in the newspaper and they got interviewed by BBC and all of this sort of stuff. And suddenly, suddenly next week, oh yeah, Crystal, we'll help you with that. No worries. Anything you want. Like, and I was like, great. Thanks guys. That's fantastic. And like, and like it's actual, and there, so there's marketing value, there's team oh. value, there's, um, you know, the morale, all of this mm. sort of stuff. And I think it's just really important to sort of like try to try to like, yeah, big up your fam. Like, yeah. you know, like we're all we're all doing, doing this stuff together. And so. it's like integration, isn't it? Like there's no place for marketing in an ivory tower anymore. Like you have to be on the floor, seeing the people that are doing the delivery, having conversations with them, understanding their processes, how it works, why it's different, why it's better, what needs improvement. Um, you know, and I think it's it's all of that big whole story. Personally, I think marketers run businesses. 
And that's why I'm unpopular. Um, <laughs> I think it's a, I, it's a team effort. I think it's yeah. I think it's, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, what was I going to say to you? I was going to ask you, I saw that you had done a talk or were doing a talk on why SEO is a strategic priority. Yes, I did do a talk on that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And I'm really interested specifically in, I guess, um, you don't have to deliver your whole talk to us verbatim, um, although you can, because I'd be rep- um, impressed if you remembered it all. Um, but I guess around um, just a little bit more detail then in terms of in what in what way you mean that, you mean because of the the broader context that we've been talking about? Mm-hmm. So so SEO, SEO is a strategic priority for your business, I think because because as I mentioned, like your website is your HQ, mm. um, and and when you and when we think about the website and when we think about the how customers understand you um, and how customers engage with you, SEO is something that that in, that impacts all of the different levels of that engagement. So, so sometimes when people think about SEO, I've had people go, oh yeah, no, we did SEO. And I'm like, what did you do? And they, and they, and they say, oh, you know, we had some blogs from here and like, don't get me wrong. Content marketing is extremely important and a good copywriter can be, you know, gold. Don't get me wrong. That's that, that is true. But there are more, many, 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 many layers of SEO. Um, And, and if, making sure that your that people can find you on the internet is a top priority for you then it will improve lots of different parts of your business so again as I was saying about um, about expertise authority and trust that's an SEO uh, that's an SEO segment so and that that has to do with you know making sure that your your um, trust signals and all all of, all and your authority and all of that sort of stuff is coming through so that that touches on customer service that touches on on um, reputation that t- t- touches on accreditations um you know the other the other thing is like technical side so I talked about like how how long it can take to, to connect between Facebook and your website well page speed is a is a ranking factor and also page speed um impacts money I think there's you know if you if people say oh we've got this video on our website and and, it, and it's great and I'm like you need to take that video off your website and they're like what I'm like nobody can see it anyway because it takes too long to load and also a lot of people don't have don't have autoplay on their videos so nobody's nobody's seeing that website but what people are seeing is they're seeing the delay in the video loading and and people are leaving your website and and we see um you know, if you if you improve Google has a Google has a tool, um, test my site, and you can literally plug in your conversion rates and your average basket value, and you can they'll tell you how much money you can you could be making if you improve the speed of your website by mm. XT pounds. And page again, page speed is a is a ranking factor. If you are if you're so so if you want to get ahead of your competitors, therefore get more more share of you know potential customer potential potential customer base. Like let's say you're selling vacuum cleaners. There's only going to be so many people looking for vacuum cleaners every every month. Um, and if and if you're further down the list of potential vacuum cleaner people, then you're not you're, you're not gonna like you're not gonna make as much money. So you need to you need to make sure that 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 you're that you're hitting all of those things. And again, like 
most searches, uh, most most people go to go online to find um, to find information about products, about services, about about everything. Um, and so, if you are in, in a business that is working um, that is that is that is working in the twenty first century in which we live, <laughs> then you need to make sure that you're you're that people can find you online. It's like the equivalent of location, location, location. And SEO is the is the is the linchpin of that. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, we talk, we do technical SEO. I've been spending a lot of time talking to people about like HSTS preload and like, and, you know, different, different server tags and, and things like that, because I've seen, I've seen like page speeds improve by 60% by adding these tags. And like, this is something that, that you're not, that you're not um, going to just get from like, from, you know, uh, just doing a sale. Or or um, or just putting something uh, on on um, on TV advertising, and I'm not saying that those aren't good channels. But if when people come to your website, they can't actually complete, yeah, it's pointless. Yeah, okay. it's just it's just um, yeah, it's um, if you, know, gen- uh, if you can't convert for because of your you know issues with within your process or like you say within your presence for whatever reason, then what's the point in generating the leads anyway? Right. So, so yeah. And it's just, and it's just, it, it, it is, and it gives you data. So you're getting data about, so, so you can use, you can use SEO to, for keyword, keyword research and audience research and analyzing, analyzing data. So a good SEO is going to be analyzing data from like, from like on-site searches and, and Facebook information and um, general searches and competitor research and search console and server logs and like the old and pulling all of that data together to give you business insights. And you can use that to make new products for, you know, customers that, that, that are searching for a thing and not finding it. And you can provide them with that, that information. Um, or, you know, for pivoting. So for instance, uh, or like, and even just pivoting slightly. And so I've had clients who were like, um, they were like, oh, how come we're not, how come we're not uh, ranking? How come we're not getting, getting more traffic? And I was like, well, you guys are a solicitor and you don't have the word solicitor on your website anywhere. We should probably put the word solicitor on your website. Um, and there, and there we go, like improve, improve that. And, and, you know, we are, we see, we see impact, you know, I, I, I get clients who are like, we have too many inquiries. <laughs> <laughs> like you know that's a good problem to have like yeah. and, so, and um and and um and you know clients are expanding their teams in order to so so we had one client during the uh, during the pandemic um and I said to them hey I don't know how many people are going to be calling you about uh questions or queries or whatever um maybe you should put chat onto onto the website and now chat now they've hired people specifically to man to manage the the chat function of their website um, to make sure and like so their customers their receptionists have been retrained to to deal with deal with the, the, those functionalities and you know it's providing really good really good customer mm-hmm. value for, for people um, and it's also pr- providing them with really good leads and information um, so so that's um, and and these this information is something that you can see within within the, the data from SEO. It's also something that you can see by actioning actioning different different um, elements of SEO. So yeah, uh, it's I think it's a strategic priority because because we live in a digital first world. But so my question for you then around you say about solicitors and stuff. So sometimes where you have got companies, so law is probably quite a good example, mm. where probably referrals 
are more prevalent in law than in and you know if the cost if the value of the project is high which with law it tends to be so potentially um it's not so it's not the same as like a buy now button for example on a website is it because the value is so much higher mm-hmm. so in that instance would you say that you would maybe slightly tweak how they um prioritize themselves digitally so that they're more doing the credibility piece than the lead generation piece so it's a bit of both right so um so we work with a few um, a few law clients, and one of the things that's important, I was talking about expertise, authority, and trust. Um, law falls into the category of, of YMYL, uh, your money, your life. So Google has particular expectations for a good quality site in a YMYL category. And these are sites that, um, that have uh, information about medical things, have information about law, have information about, about things that could significantly impact your money or your life. Um, uh, uh, so like if somebody's giving you bad information about, about, you know, what to do after a parking ticket or something that could impact your life. Um, so it's really important that, that, Mm. that Google's serving good quality information. Um, and you know, there was a, there was a time on the internet where, you know, like there was just lots of people like, oh, turmeric will cure everything. Uh, yeah, turmeric is good. And it's like, yeah, turmeric is good. It's a good thing, but it's not medicine. And like, it's not, it's not the same as medicine. I mean, Um, yeah. So I think with um with 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 the law um with with law for instance it's very important that that you're able to demonstrate the um, expertise of your team. So making sure that 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 you know you've got qualifications, you've got information like their LinkedIn back uh, backgrounds um, and things like that. It's also very good that you're able to demonstrate the authority of your team. So if you're accredited, you're with you know on on, on different different um, solicitor boards and solicitor um, groups and um, and uh, you know things like the Legal Five Hundred and and that sort of stuff. It's really important to have have that information very clearly displayed and, and backed up with um, with the appropriate code so that the so that the bots can read it in lots of different ways. Um, and, and it's also uh, good good to make sure that you've got lots of trust signals. So if you're if you're a solicitor and you're saying, yeah, we're really good, but your reviews are garbage, mm. it's bad. Like Google Google can see that. Um, so, so it's worth investing in uh, time and making sure that your reviews are good. Um, and the um, and with regards to to leads and stuff, you want to make sure that um, that people can 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 uh, fill in a lead form. Yes, of course. Um, but there's there's sometimes pro- uh, opportunities for people to to um, to do a sort of project sort of thing, like a sort of you know uh, get this form or download this this yeah. thing um, on, a, on a sort of on a sort of low like level. a taster. Yeah, or like get a package for X T amount of pounds or something, something like that. Sure. Um, so, so I think that you, yeah, you have to, you have to make sure. You, and this is the again the reason why SEO is, is super important is because an SEO will be able to tell you like where where you need to hit those points because you cannot um, say the same kinds of things on one of those websites as you could on like um, I don't know a blog about shoes or something like if you had a blog about shoes and you're like, Oh my God, this is the most amazing shoes in the whole world. Like check out these Yeezys. You've never seen anything like it. You can't say that kind of thing on like, on like a law blog. You can't be like this new statute is the most amazing thing. Like check it out. It's so incredible. Like regulation is banging. 
Right. You can't like you can't you need to and you and you you know you can't you can't um have that same 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 kind of energy because it makes you look less credible. Sure. Um, and I guess so, I think the other thing I suppose is that the way that you get leads as a solicitor and stuff is different, isn't it? If you're talking about obviously not if you're looking at the smaller side, but like the big law firm you're much more likely to take a personal recommendation and it's not just law firms you know it's some of those biggest service providers so um so I you know I can get why but I suppose what's important is that it doesn't mean it doesn't matter the digital Mm. side of things I think that's where sometimes it goes it gets confusing it's just like it's no excuse to have horrific SEO just because you know your traffic isn't automatically going to come through Googling. Yeah, well, well, I think that for things like that, it's those are those are sort of things that have a longer tail. So, so sure. basically, when you when you think about a client like that, um, and it, this theme goes for like for like people who are selling like houses or something like that, you know, or some, something that like costs too much to possibly buy online anyway, um, and. So you have to make sure that you've got sort of lots of stuff that's top of the funnel stuff so that mm. people know that you're the sort of, I mean, I'm waving my hands and no one can see me. Um, but yeah. The, um, no, we'll put this on YouTube. No, please don't. I look terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so the top of the funnel, the crystal is pointing up. <laughs> um, so yeah, you need to make sure you've got lots of top of the funnel information. So that for people who are, who are trying to figure out what this thing is, why it's important, um, how it could impact them, that sort of stuff, um, so that people recognize your expertise, um, and then and then you and then you have to be able to um, to make sure that they can convert if they're further along the funnel. So you have to make sure that you've got lots of top of the funnel stuff, and that you've also got a few sort of things. So so if you think about like. Um, you might have a like if you think about like divorce, for instance, if we're sticking in the law area. You might think about like sort of um, uh, like a question. So people might ask a question like, um, uh, "Oh gosh, I can't even think of one now." Um, some I don't know. So you might might ask a general question about a, a divorce, and then somebody might ask a question like, "How much does it cost to get a divorce?" Like they might say like, "If I get divorced, can I keep the house?" Like that's a sort of general sort of sort of thick question like. You know, maybe you can, maybe you can't. In this situation, you could. In that situation, you can't. Then there's a, then there's a sort of further down the funnel, which is like, how much does a divorce cost? Like, we are, we've, you know, we are done. I want a D-I-V-O-R-C-E. If I <laughs> correctly, that song. Um, and the, uh, and you know, like, the last time I keep telling him to pick up his socks, I'm done. Um, if you're there, if you're there at that point, and you, and, you, and the, the person who originally said that, oh, can I keep the house? And they read they read that blog, and then they also come back to you for the for the how much does it cost? Then you're more likely to convert convert on that. Um, yeah. So so it's a question of making sure that you're there for customers on their at various different stages of their yeah. of their user journey. I really love the whole funnel marketing. Mm. It's really I find it really useful to think mm. in those terms. But mm. then also John Payne, yeah, was talking about the flywheel. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I definitely, I found that really useful in doing my, like I mentioned to you earlier, the consultation piece around how it all ties together, like sales, marketing, service, delivery. You know, I find that much more useful than a funnel because it does make it look like it's definitely 100% sales and marketing responsibility to get people through it. Whereas a funnel, it does integrate things more clearly. 
Yeah. And I think the funnel, the funnel works with some things. I mean, if you were to think about something about a divorce, like once you've had a divorce, you've kind of like done it or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. But, you're out. <laughs> right. But what's important is that like people, so for instance, I, I had a, I had a, I had a house and we need, and we were going to redo the house. And the first thing we needed to do was to sort out the loft upstairs so that we could get the, so that we could get stuff up there so that we could shift all the stuff up to the loft so that we could redo the spare room and then et cetera, et cetera. Um, we didn't have a ladder, so we got a builder to try to put the ladder on, right? And this is like a this is like a half day job, two hundred quid or something. Um, the guy was a nightmare. Didn't didn't work at all. Like didn't show up. Like and like and I was like, hey, are you coming? And he was like, uh, I'm I'm feeling ill. I'm like, you could have told me. Like I've been sat here all day. <laughs> like um, so 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 I was like, okay, never mind. I got a different builder, right? And the different builder came came in, sorted it out like in a half a day, which is what I expected. And I was like, hey do you want to help us do the spare room? In the end, we spent thousands with this yeah. builder who we'd originally hired to do this tiny little job. And that's, and so if we think about the flywheel, for, for instance, for the divorce person, um, the, the funnel is gets you to the divorce. But then after they've done the divorce, you send them the, you send them a thing yeah. like, hey, how was it? Was it all right? Then you're going to get like probate law from them. Right. They might put their business law with you. Right. And people, and they'll, they'll recommend it to you like, oh, hey, they're like, oh, how's everything? It's like, oh, you know what? If you're having trouble, if you're having trouble, you should talk to, you know, yeah. Katie Sando Law. They're fantastic. They're really, really helpful. And, you know, so, you know, Julie, who I spoke to there, she was just fantastic. Exactly. It worked really well. And so, and so that's, that's that sort of piece. So again, that comes back to the referrals, but like you don't get the referrals if you don't get the people in the first place. So, yeah. so it's, um, so yeah, the, with the, with the flywheel, it's a question of making sure that people are, people are able to connect with you where they are. So like, if you think about like, Social, for instance, it's a sort of it's like a drip thing. So you know, as you're going, yeah. sort of going through drip feeding, and that's that's sort of keeping them on the wheel a little bit, so that when they're ready, they know where to find you, and you're there, and you're available, and that that sort of thing. So so yeah, I think they can both. I think they can both work. You can have funnels. You can have wheels. You can have wheels and funnels. And like I would, I don't know. There's probably a marketing ladder somewhere, and maybe sure. maybe a canoe. Um, <laughs> I think a marketing canoe could work. Um, paddle boards or something. <laughs> I definitely feel like we're all on paddle boards because it's really hard and our arms are aching. And, you know, we're talking earlier about the fact that, you know, we're on the burnout scale. <laughs> we're in the giving up zone in our clothes that need washing. Um, I think I think it's been a long it's been a long pandemic um and sometimes I think about about it and I think we are all descendants from people who survived other pandemics there have been loads of pandemics over the course of because at one point I got like like early days like lockdown lockdown one I got quite interested in like amateur epidemiology I was like studying like the Justinian plague and like the <laughs> kind of plot the course of the right, various outbreaks of like the Spanish the Spanish like all these different things um but yeah we're all descended from people people who survived like various different um <laughs> outbreaks because if we weren't like they, they wouldn't you know we wouldn't be here we wouldn't um be here. so so yeah it's and I think that for marketers like there's definitely a phase where like every marketer I know was working flat out just making yeah. everything 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 and I think that like things are sort of sort of leveling a little bit but like there was certainly a phase where where you know I, I 
you know, I mark out my plans. I'm like, right, we've got all these deliverables for the next 12 months. We're going to roll them out. This is Q1. This is Q2. This is Q3. And like, that's how you know, normally, you know, you got my spreadsheet. I got my Gantt chart. I'm doing all the things, ticking all the boxes. Then it's like pandemic, boom, not lockdown, boom, lockdown lifted. Like, oh, all of this, like, oh no, not lifted. Like, oh, we're, it's Black Friday. It's not Black Friday. Okay. All right. Like all of that sort of stuff. And so like, so, you know, we've had to be more dynamic. Yeah. Um, and I think that 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 um, people have had to had to balance, you know, what's what's required um, and and what we can what we can manage individually um, and and stuff. And I think but, it, it's hard with marketing, isn't it? Because w- it, there's so many. You almost have an endless opportunity to communicate yeah. with people, and if you want to meet them where they are, or you want to meet them internationally, and blah 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 blah. I think that's why marketers like you 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 do risk overdoing it because there's an endless amount of things you could really do. Yeah, and you could always like, push more. Exactly. You always... and it's not like accountants where you're like, I've done it today. Yeah. So <laughs> let's close Excel. Yeah, you know what I mean? I, no right. disrespect to accountants. Massive disrespect to accountants. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, so I think, and that's where marketing is, is difficult. And I think a lot of people in who work in marketing have a creative nature in a way, and therefore they probably have, might have a need to be bouncing ideas. I know, you know, that's something I've had people come to me and say, like, as a freelancer or as a marketing manager in a business, you're suddenly in this position where you're trying to come up with creative ideas and you're on your own, like expecting the cat to come back to you with some kind of great development plan yeah but um so yeah I definitely think that we all need a break I think basically what needs to happen is when the world opens back up all marketers should be given like a month off (laughs) do you know over Christmas like so so like it was like Black Friday and 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 I had a bunch of talks and I had a bunch of like things and over Christmas I downed tools and I just darned socks for like two weeks Literally, literally, I went through all my socks and I fixed all my socks. And it is so cathartic to just have something broken and fix it. And then afterwards, you've got something that's like, that's useful. And when you put on that sock, you go, this sock doesn't have a hole in it anymore because I fixed it. And I didn't have to go buy extra socks, which is good for the environment. Look at me, helping the planet, fixing socks, doing some relaxing activities. Um, and, And so, yeah, it is very important to take a break. Not everybody needs to be get into like darning socks or visible mending. I I highly recommend uh, searching hashtag visible mending mending on um on Instagram. But um but yeah, like find something and make sure that like that you're looking after you because and I think the other thing is with with marketing, it's really good to be um focused on like to have clear KPIs. If you have the clear KPIs, then it's easier to be like we're done now. Like, yeah. like we got that many leads. Like um you know we increased the the yeah. you know the the click through rate by x amounts we can move on to something else yeah. and that will roll along and that's the other thing like so with seo seo is like a snowball so like as, as you build momentum so if you that momentum will grow so you know once you get into the sort of top three places for whatever it is you're trying to rank for um you know that will that will increase you know your and yeah. your and if it's good content and if it's good a website and if it, you know if you're doing and if and if you're actually selling something of decent value then, then it will it will continue to to do well. You know, there's featured people who've had featured snippets, for instance, for like seven years, um, and the, you know, and and as you add more of them to your website, your website just gets more yeah. more um, more traction and more more um, more um, activity. So 
yeah, yeah it's I also like a campaign approach for that reason because you mm. can be quite project-based yeah and it means yeah. that you, it's easier to pivot on a project than it is like you say like 18 months of campaign strategy <laughs> like okay I need to start from again whereas if it's like Lewis saying like okay we're gonna do a six-week campaign these are the KPIs this is what we're trying to achieve these are the people that we're going to need and this is the budget yeah it's much easier to manage yeah. Yeah, and there's a due date. It's like the campaign exactly. goes live this day and the campaign finishes this day. And yeah. then we will see, like, the, we, the chips will fall. We will count up our ducats and see how we did. Um, and, and yeah, I, I, I agree that that, can, that can, be, can be useful. It's also really, campaigns are also really good for focusing. Yes. Um, focusing the team. So you were talking about, like, integrating all the different things. And if you're, and if you're talking to sales and they're like, right. Black Friday, for instance, we got to get our Black Friday stuff together, which, oh my God, if anyone's listening, please start thinking about Black Friday. Like, just like get it sort of like simmering in the background somewhere, mm-hmm. like so that you're not in like October being no, like, tell shall we people do- to avoid it. <laughs> <laughs> you do. I do, well, I'm, none of my clients fall into the category of wanting to do anything, but in, um, in general, I'm like, there was a movement last year, I think, away from it, wasn't there? Yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of people were, I think a lot of people were like, you know, I had, I had people, like, I saw people online who were like, my client just asked me, like, what are we doing for Black Friday? Like on Friday, like on yeah. the Friday. <laughs> like, we're done, it's done. If you're doing yeah. it, it's done. Um, I think. Um, but yeah, I think people, sh- people should should just start start thinking about those <laughs> campaigns, please. I mean, fair, so yeah, that's absolutely true. I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's like, start thinking about what you're going to do for Christmas. Christmas in July, that's what all the PRs do. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I think that it's, um, so yeah, campaigns are really good because because they, they allow you to bring in lots of things from lots of, lots of channels altogether. It also allows you to sort of focus the team um, and it tends to have a lot of planning involved. So, um, so yeah, it, they're really good. And I think for, if you're a junior marketer and you're trying to, and you're trying to sort of, you know, build some of the trust within the team, for instance, and sort of and find your footing. Um, uh, then it can be it can be really really helpful. Um, and also, like campaigns, campaigns help to give your brand a lot more um, coherence. So if you're using the same campaign materials on Facebook, on Instagram, on your website, on your email mm. newsletter, um, uh, then then you know people it helps people online to see like this is what this brand is about. This is what they, what they do. And you get a deep sense of satisfaction because it all connects. And I think there's something deeply satisfying about that. Yes, that is true. I agree. I agree. And that's what we need to aim for as marketers yeah. is just personal, personal deep satisfaction. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Entirely. Like I play, I, there's little green arrows that I talk about like that, like right. literally, oh my God, it makes me so happy. I log on to a, to a client and I'm just like, let me just check these analytics. And it's just like, oh, green arrows. I'm like, yay. I literally do a dance at my desk um, and things, you know, and I, if I look at it and it's just like the rankings have improved by 15 points. And I'm like, <laughs> like, that's like, that's, that's what I live for. Like, it's, it's, I don't know if that's sad. No. <laughs> I think that's what makes it fun, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, precisely, precisely. And, and and especially also I like being right when I'm like, if we do this, it's going to, I'm telling you, it's going to be brilliant. And then if you do it and then it is brilliant, I'm like, I told you so. Yeah. I told you, I told you it would be great. Mm. Really great. 
<laughs> I think you're right are a couple of the best words in the English language. <laughs> you were right. I know. It's like, say it again. Tell yeah. me again. So, <laughs> I didn't catch the, the end of that. It was right. Um, <laughs> oh, dear. Well, I think on that note, um, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us to share your knowledge. Um, it's been so great to chat to you and also to hear you know, some of this detail around it. I think it's been super valuable. And I certainly, you've given me some nuggets of genius to think about now. Thank you. That's really kind of you to say. Thank you very much for having me. It's been, it's been you a real were pleasure. right, Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> you were right, Katie. <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> oh, thanks, Crystal. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Marketing Forum podcast. If you are not already, please do like and subscribe. And you can follow us on social media or subscribe to our mailing list to find out more about episodes coming your way soon.